off, take me off, take me off, take me off. Rolling high, loving wood, keep the trill, that's what's good. Kiss my mama, show that love, pop them bottles in that club. I heard your boo was talking lips, I told my crew to smack that trick. Smack that trick, smack that trick, guess what they did? Smack that trick, gold everything, gold ass chain, gold ass rings, gold ass fangs. You can see me stunt when you turn and you scream. You can see me stunt when you turn and you scream. I'm bigger than life, the name of the life. I'm the number one chick, I don't need no hype. The capital B means I'm about that life. The capital B means I'm about that life. Shout out to Willie D. I was in that Willie D video when I was about 14. Looking crazy. Shout out to Pimp C. You know, we used to sneak and listen to that UGK. Didn't your girl, but your sister was alright. In your home, boy. everything. We were fearless, brave, trustworthy, clean, mentally awake, and morally straight. In the time before the men came, back when we could still fly and have babies by the power of positive groupthink, we were Amazon women. We planned and built cities. We wrote great books and thought new thoughts and argued about ideas and aesthetics until the sun set and the moon rose and bathed us all in silver. In the time before the men came, we were fearless, counting among our number warriors, strategists, generals, and magicians who could read the tide for signs. We plotted with impunity and precision and defended our borders with a shining combination of physical strength, mental superiority, and absolute courage. We had integrity, scorning the petty and the vicious, avoiding the obvious, sidestepping the curse of sloppy thinking and obsessive, possessive love that shrinks and stains and trains the ear for bickering and mediocrity as if they were the music of the spheres. We knew how to call a spade a spade. In the time before the men came, we were bold, explorers and wanderers, dreamers and schemers. We lived in harmony with each other and in constant search for the truth of this world and the next one. We were responsible, caring for our own and each other with a bond, deep understanding of what it really means to be part of a whole, a sister among your sisters. In the time before the men came, we were loving, treating each other and those we trusted with a sensuality and sweetness unmatched before or since. In the time before the men came, we could still fly. Do you remember that shit? Flying? I mean, flying as in step to the edge of the mountain, bear your breast to the north wind, rub each moon-bathed nipple three times counterclockwise, and reach out far enough and with confidence enough that from under each breast would emerge gigantic black wings with smooth blue-black feathers and a span of six feet on either side. And they spread out from underneath so that we didn't fly with that difficult upper body strength-dependent motion so beloved of Akaris and the boys. We just kind of laid out on our wings and soared. The only motion necessary was a kind of rippling thing that looked the way a fish looks when it isn't in a hurry and the water is the perfect reptilian subnormal degree of coolness. 
And we could fly for hours without even breathing hard. In fact, we developed an entire art form based on flying. Sort of like water ballet with 12-foot wings and a touch of bop to it. That and the art of ball head painting were both lost after the men came. Two art forms that just didn't survive the loss of concentration. Mythology aside, I personally was quite sorry to see ball head painting go the way of moon worshippers and winged ballet. The intricate designs and decorations which emerged once the sisters agreed that hair was too distracting and all shaved their heads regularly were breathtaking. And since the ball head paintings were temporary, disappearing at the first serious bath or sudden rainstorm, they were all the more precious. And even though the real radicals said they didn't see the difference between spending six hours working on cornrows and six hours working on ball head painting, most sisters were so taken with the beauty and the sensuality of the whole idea from start to finish that the movement to outlaw it quickly died and was never raised again. But that was in the time before the men came. See, the problem wasn't so much in their coming, but in what their coming meant to us as Amazon women. Our magic was completely dependent on the strength of our collective concentration, our ability to sit within the magic circle, join hands, and collectively focus our minds on one thing and achieve it. But it took the complete concentration of the entire group, and so we worked hard to maintain that concentration, that focus, that power, which is one of the reasons why their lives, why our lives, were so peaceful. Superfluous activity is distracting. It weakens you. So they met twice a day in the completeness of their circle, and they thought about each other, and they thought about themselves, and they thought about their strength and their wisdom and their loving kindness, and they thought about their power. And then they would focus intently on the pertinent question, which on any particular day might be a problem of the mind or the heart. Reinforcement of their gifts and powers. Defense, healing, flying, birth. Birth is a good example of how it worked. In the time before the men came, we had our babies without them. What we would do when an Amazon expressed a desire to have a child was gather in the sacred circle in the birth configuration. Say the charm for fertility and conception and then concentrate really hard. And if the time was right and the concentration was total, a girl child would begin to grow inside her mother. Only girl children would be conjured in this way. It was, in any case, an all-female society. So that question of male children was pretty, pretty much moot. But if the time was not right, or if the sister was not really ready, or if someone was not concentrating really hard, it didn't work, and the baby girl was not conceived. In this way, the society had a kind of extrasensory method of birth control and the life of the group, its future, was dependent on the ability of those already on the scene to concentrate and take themselves seriously. Sisterhood was, in a very real sense, survival. It was the same with flying. It only worked as a collective vision. If they all believed they could fly, they could all fly. But if one hesitated, before stepping off into the freedom of, into the beauty of, the void, they were all in danger of the crash. It was necessary that close attention be paid at a serious life and death level, 24-7-365. And it was, but that was in the time before the men came. And then one day, a young sister 
was hurrying back to join the midday sacred circle, and she saw a man sitting outside the gates of the Amazon city. Now, this was no big thing. Men lived in gender-integrated towns and villages all around the Amazon, and they often had male lovers, although usually not for long. Most men grew uncomfortable trying to love a free woman over the long haul. Amazon women didn't put much energy into the discomfort of their male friends. Discomfort was distracting. When it got to be a real problem, they simply put their lovers and set them loose. Their society recognized no intrinsic value in heterosexual unions and held no censure for any kind of sexual coupling that took place between consenting adults. Men, however, were not allowed to sleep within the gates of the Amazon city. Even on conjugal visits, dreaming women were considered to be vulnerable to the power of the men. And so at first moon, they were escorted outside the gates and wished good night. But somehow, this man seemed different from the others she had known. It was almost as if he had a glow around his head or something. And he was holding all the things you like to see a man holding, depending on your personal preferences, style of courting, and private fantasies. It could have been a dozen roses. It could have been a first edition of Langston Hughes. It could have been a ripe watermelon or a perfect mango. It could have been a love poem. It could have been new music. It could have been his heart. The only thing it could not have been are in the category of Mercedes Benzes and Rolex watches and secure retirement plans. It has to be something that touches your soul like it touched her soul, like it always touches mine. The real stuff, the scary stuff, the love to the grave and beyond stuff. That's the stuff he was holding when she saw him, and it startled her. And she looked into his eyes, and he smiled and touched her cheek and spoke to her in a rich, chocolate-brown voice full of love and sex and responsible fatherhood. And he said, I think you are so fine, and I want to make love to you so why don't you stop doing whatever it is you're doing and come and sit down here and let me rub your head and you can listen to me talk about myself for a while and maybe you could tell me some things I hadn't thought of on my own and maybe these things would bring peace and health and prosperity to my life and you could feel good too when I got around to it. And hey, I think I love you. And she was amazed to feel her knees go weak and her cheek flush crimson. And also, she trembled and she wanted to touch him and have him touch her. And she checked her watch and said to herself, the meeting isn't for 15 minutes yet. It won't hurt to stop for just a second and see what this brother is into. I don't care what he's holding. And she smiled and said, that is the lamest rap I've heard in ages. We got cities to build and poems to write and gold mines to discover and babies to create and passion to bring to full flower. Why should I want to spend my every waking hour looking at you? And he said, I don't know, because I want you to. And she wanted to say, nigga, please, but she couldn't speak. She found herself paralyzed by the glow around him. She watched herself reaching up turning her face to his, opening her lips and her arms and her softness to him, and she was distracted and late and A-W-O-L for no good reason that I can think of. Can you? And her sister sat quietly in the circle waiting for her. Couldn't start without her, powerless without her, looking at the space her presence was supposed to feel, but she didn't come, and she didn't come, and she didn't come. But somewhere just outside the gates of the Amazon city, she arched her back and offered her neck and came for him, to him, with him. And her sister, who was ready to begin her baby, cried out and turned away. And when they tried to fly to find and save their sister, they stumbled and jumped around like crippled birds, 
too old or too lame or too silly to take off. And it was over. Broken, finished, finito, incognito. It was once burned, twice shy, and too little too late. And they staggered, powerless and broken, to the gates of the city. And threw them open and saw their sister asleep and smiling. Curled upon the breast of this glowing man and already forgetting the wonder of her wings, the miracle of her magic, the power of her armies. And the man smiled when he saw them running toward their fallen sister and tightened his arms around her. And she purred in her sleep like a cream-fed cat. And that was when the men came. And the Amazons became their slaves and had their babies and cooked their dinners and listened to their stories and dreamed their dreams and darned their fucking socks. And our slavery and powerlessness and our fear and our longing for the campfires where we once held hands and sang with our sisters drove us to acts of madness and self-destruction and amnesia until we arrived at the first quarter of the 21st century, weakened by oppression and self-hate, degraded and distracted by all the things that don't have anything to do with being a woman, an Amazon woman, until we arrive at the first quarter of the 21st century, straining to hear the voice of the goddess and keening in the darkness for the clarity, the serenity, the strength, and the sisterhood of the time, before the time, before the time, before the time, the men came. That was in the time before men came, a past prologue by Pearl Cleach. Peace, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. This is our After Dark with Triple Dark Goddess radio show. We air live at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on blogtalkradio.com. Check out our website, baby. That's www.angrydivas.com. That's D-E-V-A-S. Get it right, boo? This has been another Bitch House production, the Angry Divas radio show. Thank you. also known as Diva Fire, the narcissist. (laughs) And tonight we are going to talk about why wisdom is dark and what that all means. But you know what, before we get into all that, I would like to add a reading from the Holy Word of the Mother. And I want to share something with you people. There's been a lot of crap, you know, being said. And, and people drawing lines in the sand and all oh, the fake inferior witches is jealous of us goddess bitches and, you know, shit's happening, right? It's just what it is. It's what it is. It's what it is. It's what it is. And so, <laughs> even though I have been angry diva for the entirety of the time that we have been here doing this, for some reason people are shocked by me or by anything that I can say and Oh, that so sucks for them. That sucks. Because <laughs> if you don't know me by now, you will never, 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 never know me. Ooh. Anyhow, I wanted to share something with you all about our language and about that word circle, about the etymology of the circle and why the sisters is so important, is so valuable, and why I am ruthless with mine and will pick a bitch out and don't give a fuck and let her talk shit on Facebook about how I threaten her. Yup, told you, you dishonorable. You are disrespectful. My demons told me about you. I don't give a fuck how so-called respectful you thought you were. They said you had to go. And out you were sent. 
and it's good because she had nothing to report from the sister circle. There was no way there was anybody she could make weak or set up to be attacked or anything like that. And I want y'all to understand what this word circle is and means and why this wisdom is dark and why most black women lack wisdom and instead are foolish. We're going to talk about it. Why most black women lack wisdom and instead are foolish. I want to share something with you all. Since everybody's all comedic and shit, okay, most of you black people are claiming Kemet and Egypt and consciousness and all this whole thing, let me at least help you to not be on the Chitlin circuit of consciousness, right? (laughs) And bring you into something a little bit more. In Kemet, L and R are the same. R equals L and L equals R. So car-car is the African or comedic source of the word circle. And car-car means anything round, a staff, a stick, a roll, a cylinder. Now, again, since in commit, R equals car equals cow. Circle is car-cow. The root is identified with the great mother as goddess car, the black virgin who was the heart soul of the earth, but y'all don't know about her, and Kerr, which is the word or the logos. Massey wrote, Kerr is a course, the sun's course or daily round. This is our word char, applied to the char woman who works by the day, the course or char. Her orbit, y'all, like the sun's, is completed in a day. Charred is complete. And y'all know that's just true because some of y'all won't eat meat unless it's burnt. No, I'm not lying. Don't pretend like I'm talking to myself, okay? As the saying goes, the char is charged. So daily chars or chores are duties done as the day comes around. The same root word gives us our quarters of wheat, quarter. That's an example going to all. This is the total that is card, as in quart. So all of these words here, apparent derivative, circle, gird, girdle, cylinder, curl, coil, calvary, Galilee, Goliath, chart, curd, gelatin, gyrate, girth, girl, cell, circle, curve, court, Golgotha, skull, Chaldea, Charter, jelly, source itself, the circle. There's a reason that circles on the black woman are discouraged but encouraged in the most debased way. They like the circle of our apple bottom. They like the circle of our apple bosom, but they don't like the full circle of us coming back to that darkness upon the deep, which is weak. They don't like that. The reason that this wisdom is dark, black, secret, evil, the reason for this is to protect that which is valuable from vipers and ignoramus dumbasses. I was talking to a sister recently, and I said to her, you know, I lament being a part of helping to wake the black woman up. We should have left her in church sucking Jesus and Allah's dick. We should have. Yeah, I said it, and I'm going to say it again. <laughs> yeah, I did. We should have left her in the church sucking Jesus' dick. We should have. And I would like to apologize to the great all that is all in the spirit of wisdom for deciding to come here and try to wake up people and enlighten people. That was the worst decision we ever made. And um, <laughs> we will talk to our former selves, our latter selves, and our future selves and tell them we ain't doing this shit no more. <laughs> Leave them ignorant. Leave them ignorant. Let them be the sacrifice. This night here is so special, I had to do a show. This is the Aquarius full moon. Now, see, something I say all the time is witches never worry. We ritual. And something I just coined today is it's time to bitch up and witch up. It is time to bitch up and witch up. 
this Aquarius full moon is so vitally important. It's, we, we really do have to understand this energy, this dark-ass, wise-ass energy that we are contending with here. Look something on the page. Aquarius helps us see a bigger picture, to value the freedom to experiment with all manner of behavior, expression, lifestyle, and extend that experimental attitude forward to others, believing all things should enjoy the freedom and self-governance to walk their own chosen path. Let me pause there for a second and ruminate and illuminate on that. I don't know, what has it been, a week, two weeks now? August 6th, I said that black women needed to, again, now this is not the first time I've said this. I've been saying this for 10 years. So for all you newbies who's um, afraid and frightened and horrified, Sorry that it was a shock to your system, but I'm not sorry. I ain't sorry. Hell no. I ain't sorry. Fuck y'all. Anyway, so <laughs> fuck y'all feelings. I hope you share this too. So there's a lot of sisters who are horrified because on August 7th, I said black women need to stop having sons and need to abort their sons. Now, this is not new. You know what I mean? Like, I've been saying this shit for years. I've been blogging it. I've wrote it. We said it on the show. We have screamed it to the mic. To the mic broke. You know what I mean? <laughs> we have said this shit and said it and said it. But every August, every single August, every single month of sacrifice, black women perform this failed-ass ritual, <laughs> this failed-ass pseudo-witch hunt of me which just builds for an abundant harvest for me. So to all of the women who have been, quote, unquote, dragging deep of fire, I'm trying not to laugh. Hold on a minute. I'm going to do this right with straight face. First of all, I'm sorry that I said something that was so truthful and horribly honest that it offended y'all. I'm sorry that y'all are so weak that you get emotional about shit that was said on Facebook. I'm sorry that y'all lack tuition to be that dark goddess bitch that I am and that it pisses you off that I am who I am. And most importantly, I'm sorry that no one taught you that just because it's said doesn't mean you got to take it. Take the treasure or the lesson and leave the garbage. I'm very thankful that I have gotten that lesson. I used to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Black women are ignorant, cursed, and ignorant. Moreover, there's a lot of ignorance in the field and false pseudo-teachers and fake-ass witches trying to tell sisters what it is, what, how it should be. They have no idea what they're talking about. They don't. Wisdom is dark for a reason. It is dark for a reason, and it always will be. Even the fakes, the phonies, the frauds, they exist for a purpose, too, and I'm thankful for them. Because they are out here obscuring people and telling them lies and bullshit about spirituality and magic, right? <laughs> and, like, copying me, but attacking me, okay? Attacking me for saying what I say, but copying exactly what the fuck I say. Because they're out here doing that, there's a lot of sisters who going to stay right where they are. And that's good. That's good for those of us who was always meant to remember. We're not really learning. You understand? We're remembering. We're calling back ourselves, ourselves, our pieces. That's what this Aquarius full moon is about, experimenting with all kinds of behavior, expression, lifestyle choices. That is something that is so violently opposed and discouraged from black women that it's disgusting. I'm telling you. Y'all. We have got to be honest about this. Talking to a sister this week, and uh, I was saying to her, you know, it is so discouraged in the black community for the black woman to be feminine. She said, but you're feminine. I said, and I had to war to get here, and I have to war to stay here. I didn't get to qualify that for her. I didn't get to share with her the little jabs that black women give at you when you're, fen- you're sensitive and feminine. 
I didn't get to share the lessons that my mama shared with me that I'm sure y'all's mama shared with you. You came home with a mama somebody beat on me story, and she told you you better whip their ass or I'm going to whip your ass. We do not honor the sensitivity of our daughter. We honor the sensitivity of our weak-ass sons. That's why they out here a hot mess. But the sensitivity of our daughters we don't respect nor honor. It's discouraged. Women are expected to be hard. So when you see another sister just like being God, the flesh being, God in movement, divinity in motion, it should inspire you. I love to meet a sister better than me, greater than me, stronger than me, powerful than me, more knowledgeable than me. That inspires me to be better. All I want to do is get close to her and learn more. Like, please come whip my fucking ass so I can be better. (laughs) Please come (laughs) into my life and whip my ass into shape so I can be better. So I don't understand you mortals, but I'm not here for you mortals either. Didn't come here for y'all. I've been saying it for years, but apparently it needs to be repeated. I am only here for the one out of four women who will divest from the bullshit and invest in themselves to win. There's a set of tenets that I uphold and that I live by, and I think I'm going to share them with you. I've been debating whether or not to do this, and you know what? I, I think I will. And the reason that I'm going to go ahead and share it with you all is ignorance is a curse. (laughs) Ignorance is a damn curse. And the less that you know, the less that you understand about where someone's coming from, what's formed them, how they relate to the world, the more you do stupid shit that gets you fucked up. Let's just put it out there. You know what I mean? So uh, give me a second. Share these are I call these the nine statements of the dark mother. Okay, this is how I govern my life. This is what that darkness is, and this is why wisdom will always be dark. And this shit right here is the we the number fucking one reason that black women will never be wise ever. Not never. It's never gonna happen. So I'm gonna read it to you. I'm going to share it with you, and we'll go on from there. The dark mother represents indulgence instead of abstinence. The dark mother, mm -hmm, indulgence instead of abstinence. The dark mother represents vital existence instead of spiritual. That right there got a lot of y'all jacked up. A lot of y'all throwing rocks at me because y'all jealous that I'm an opulent goddess. That's not my problem. Do something with yourself. Use your pussy for more than a sex organ, a masturbatory aid for your man. Okay? That's not my fault. I'm not going to take fucking responsibility for it. You and your spiritual pride dreams and whatever you think is right or whatever, there's no judgment in the dark. It is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. There ain't no judgment. You can't shame me. <laughs> I don't care what you people think. You're mortals and you're stupid and you're ignorant. I don't care what you think. I can't care what you think. Wisdom is dark. We can't care what you mortals think. The slave programs that run mortals, they can't govern us. Those of us who have power and authority and an anointing and a calling, we can't be governed by the slave laws of man and his woman. No, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. The dark mother represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical self-deceit. And that is why a lot of y'all mad at me. Undefiled wisdom. It pisses you off for self-deceit. You mothers of sons mad with me because I said we got to stop having sons and y'all need to abort these fucking boy babies. Mad at me because you're ignorant to fertility rights, you cursed bunch of suckers. You're ignorant. There are women on this planet walking around here with daughters because they know which moon and which star 
to conceive a child on to produce a girl. But you ignoramus dumbasses who don't want to invest in nothing will remain so because wisdom is dark and expensive. The dark mother represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on ingrates and thieves. The hell I look like loving masses of black women. Girl, bye. I showed love right here on this show for a sister's daughter. And that sister in a thread defaming me, attacking me, instead of she got my phone number, how about call me if you had a question about something? This is the stuff. So, no, the dark mother represents love and kindness to those who deserve it instead of wasting it on ingrates. Ingrates. Yeah. Hell. The dark mother represents vengeance. Did you hear me? The dark mother represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. The dark mother represents responsibility to the responsible instead of concern for psychic vampires and global failures. Y'all concerned with psychic vampires. I'm not. All oh, these heifers want to attack me and then watch they're going to come out with, well, I'm a witch and sign up for my shit, stupid bitch. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, I already see it. Y'all are not slick. And what's going to happen, mark my words, I'm going to prophesy right here today. It is August 18, 2016. The hour is 8. It is four minutes into the hour in the evening, Eastern Standard Time. Y'all going to sign up with these pseudo broads? who helped launch that little fake witch hunt, because <laughs> you can't kill me. I'm an immortal. Who are you? <laughs> Y'all going to sign up with these bitches? Hold up. I don't want the laugh track to obscure what I'm saying. Y'all going to sign up with these dumb bitches, and in three months, you'll be finding me. You hear me? In three months, you'll come running to Angry Diva, to Diva Fire, to clean up what these stupid, ignorant bitches do to you. And my ass is so loving of black women, I'm going to actually help you clean your stupid-ass life up. Anyhow, <laughs> the dark mother represents man as just another animal, sometimes better, more often worse than those that walk on all fours, who, because of his divine, spiritual, and intellectual development, okay, I'm doing the quote fingers in the air. <laughs> if you can't tell by my tone, that's all sarcastic. This motherfucker wish. <laughs> this genetic mistake wish but because of all of this he has become the single most vicious animal of all the dark mother represents all of the so called sins as they lead to physical mental or emotional gratification and finally the dark mother has been the best friend of the church and that the church could ever have. She has kept this sorry-ass institution in business since its inception when they took her throne via rape, via pillaging, via cursing of priestesses. Oh, wait, you thought I meant white men, right? I'm talking about black women. Wisdom is dark, and most black women will never have it. Y'all can say that dark wisdom crap all the live long day, but your lives show a serious lack of it. I am even challenging myself to practice more what I preach. I have to. I can't expect nothing from none of you hoes. Y'all ain't shit. But I have high expectations of myself. Extremely high. And I will grow. And I will be better. And y'all will keep on talking crap about me. And y'all will drag up screenshots. <laughs> but y'all will be signing up with this dark bitch to grow, to heal, to know. Mm. Mark my word. 
as I breathe. Mark my word. Funny, some of the very sisters in them threads, right? These sisters who attack me, who don't understand what dark wisdom is, who don't understand what the darkness is, who don't understand why Diva does the witch, witch is witch post. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't get it. And they're not gonna. Actually, it's not that they don't get it. They get it. They're pretending. They're willfully obtuse. If you don't understand what that means, look it up. They are willfully obtuse. Ignorance requires that you play along. It does. You have to co-create with the spirit of ignorance the same way you have to co-create with the spirit of wisdom. But when you co-create with the spirit of wisdom, it requires a certain level of mastery and selfishness that all women are uncomfortable with. I've been talking with my fellow healers, and you know we've been talking about all this here, right? Everybody thinks they know how a healer should heal and what real healing looks like. You know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and as we're talking about this, one of the things that comes up, keeps coming up, is women's uncomfortability with asserting themselves. If only we knew what that dark feminine is, what that darkness is, that that darkness requires selfishness from you. You've got to put yourself first. We've got to go from being the second to the first. When I say that the dark divine feminine is the first cause and the first principle, that means every effect, everything on the planet is in effect that we caused to happen in some way, shape, or form. That dark feminine principle, the chaos, creative chaos, has caused this thing to come into being. But when you lack wisdom and when you lack dark, Mastery of yourself Confronting your shadow And playing with that motherfucker Instead of being scared and hiding it in the closet And then it comes out every now and again And busts up on somebody You know But actually getting to know that thing Mm, All the shit they told you is a thing All the things they say is wrong Go running Toward it, but do it with the spirit of wisdom. In our chant circle, we are invoking the goddess of wisdom and the dark angel of wisdom. I'm teaching the sisters about this. They need to understand something. And I'm going to delve into this more in our dark magic 101 dark angels and dark powers class. I'm going to share with you all a lot. This is a good teaching. This is just the first level of the class. There'll be many to come. But I'm going to be teaching you all about the dark angels or what they call the fallen angels, what some of you call demons, since everybody's so damn afraid of the word demon, right? The dark ones who chose to come here to help we who are the elect, the electrified ones of the darkness upon the deep the anointed precessors of the Dark Mother, to help us grow and also to help us wrangle you cattle. (laughs) Damn cattle, you cows, you mooing-ass women. You sit and just moo all day long. Cattle, you are nothing but cattle to men in patriarchy. And all you do is moo all the live long day. And these dark angels came to help those of us who were not like you. Those of us who hail from ancient bloodlines to learn how to maneuver wisely with your stubborn, ignorant, low vibrational, easily possessed, easily incensed, and easily manipulated behind. I'm Triple Dark Goddess, and this has been another Bitch House production, the Angry Divas Radio Show. For everybody who is interested in learning more about the dark, 
more about wisdom and more about the dark angels, who to call on in what situation and why, what their spirit medicine represents, how to invoke and evoke it. This class is for you. I want you all to understand that your fear of the dark is inherently white supremacist. Do you get it? It is inherently white supremacist. The conflation of darkness with evil is the same conflation of blackness with evil. And you sit, you talk about misogynoir on Facebook, you talk about all this racism and stuff, but you cast stones at the dark. You cast us, you devilize the dark. You devilize demons, you devilize dark energies, dark powers, you devilize dark women. The only reason for this, and it's always been the same reason, and it will always be the same reason, and I'll go into this more in class, in our Dark Angels, Dark Powers, Dark Magic 101 course. But the reason that this happens, sisters, is people fear what they do not understand and what they cannot control. Because if you were mastered in yourself, you wouldn't be worried. If you weren't an ignoramus dumbass shooting off your mouth, you wouldn't be afraid right now of what the dark might do to you. <laughs> I'm never scared, baby. Never. Wisdom is expensive. And I tell you, I have paid the motherfucking cost to be the boss. Y'all go ahead on and have a wonderful rest of your expansion Thursday, baby. Jupiter Realms is upon us. Today is the day of expansion. We have this Aquarius moon. We have got to try different ways of expressing ourselves. Even I'm doing it. Even I'm going to stop being such a fiery. No, I'm not. That's a lie. Let me not lie. I'm not going to show a lie. <laughs> I'm going to be the same, cuss you the fuck out, dark goddess as I've always been and will always be. I'll just be like, like good wine, fine bourbon, you know, better with age. Y'all have a wonderful rest of your evening. <laughs> and make sure you have your ass in here for the next show. In Salem, Oregon, both pro and anti-vampire advocates rallied in anticipation of the state's upcoming ratification vote on the Vampire Rights Amendment. Polls show the measure gaining support in recent months, although nearly 20% of the country remains undecided. Does that help you decide, America? Do not turn off the camera! You've seen how quickly I can kill. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Russell Edgington, and I have been a vampire for nearly 3,000 years. Now, the American Vampire League wishes to perpetrate the notion that we are just like you, and I suppose in a few small ways we are. We're narcissists. We care only about getting what we want, no matter what the cost, just like you. Global warming, Perpetual war, toxic waste, child labor, torture, genocide, that's a small price to pay for your SUVs and your flat screen TVs, your blood diamonds, your designer jeans, your absurd Garrus McMansions. Futile symbols of permanence to quell your, your quivering, spineless soul. But no. In the end, we are nothing like you. We are <laughs> immortal <laughs> because we drink the true blood, blood that is living, organic, and human. Hmm. And that is the truth the AVL wishes to conceal from you because let's face it, eating people is a tough sell these days, so they put on their friendly faces to pass their beloved VRA. But make no mistake, mine is the true face of vampires! Why? 
would we seek equal rights? You are not our equals. We will eat you after we eat your children. Now time for the weather. Tiffany? موسیقی 